0: Hello everyone. We have Shanda Daniel on today's episode. I'm just going to toss it at you and start wherever you would like with your story.
1: Good morning and thank you for doing what you do. I really appreciate the platform and being able to participate this morning and be able to tell my story. It's, it's very encouraging for women to be able to come and to be able to talk about it and being able to talk about my platform and what I do is very healing and helpful. Have- has been a very healing process. So I hope that other women are encouraged by this. So I first want to thank you and always acknowledge that you hosting this is meaning so much in so many women's lives. So oh, I tip, thank you so much. I tip my hat to you. ma'am. So, And I am Shanda Daniel. I'm the founder and CEO of Tankers Rock, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. This nonprofit was founded in my home state of Oklahoma, which is also the state that Tanker was born in, and he is also buried in a little cemetery here as well. What Tanker's Rock does is we provide support and resources and hope after child loss. Tanker is my third child, and by the time you get to honestly your third pregnancy, you kind of feel like an old pro at this. You feel like you've done it before, you're not really as worried, and so. The night that I went into labor with Tanker, I was um seventeen and a half weeks. It was just a usual night. I felt pain, but again, this is my third pregnancy. Feeling pain when you're pregnant is kind of just you know kind of part of it, and so I had went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and at there was a point when I realized there was something wrong, and I had started feeling like I was in labor, I I lost my mucus plug and which was very shocking. Again, being my third, I kind of knew what that meant. And so we lived in a very rural area, which it took us 40 minutes to get to the hospital. And my story is kind of, it was a hard moment because it was the night after uh, it was a Monday night, which Sunday was mother's day. My husband at the time had just bought us a brand new car as because our car that we had had wasn't big enough. Or are now our third child coming, and so the first time I got to ride in my brand new car was on the way to the hospital to eventually lose my son, and so it's kind of that bittersweet feeling of that brand new car getting to ride into that first time. We took that forty-minute drive to the hospital, and by the time that I got there, it was he was already in my birth canal. I delivered him within a few minutes in the ER, and at 17 and a half weeks, he just wasn't, he wasn't enough. And so at 4.2 ounces, Tinker Woodrow Cooper was brought into the world and he was stillborn. And it was that that day and the couple days after that, that I was shocked. And what I usually tell people is, when you're pregnant, you're preparing for their life. You're envisioning your goals for them. You see them going to school, you see them, you know, growing up, those first steps, those first words, you envision all of those things. You don't envision their death. You don't plan for that. It comes as such a shock as usually death does, but in that pivotal point, it seems so out of character, out of any realm of what you had been thinking would happen. And that is the same with my son, Tanker. Um, His father and I, he was a football player um, in the town that we had lived in and I was a cheerleader. And so we had, we have a son named Caspian and we have a daughter named Bliss. And so we wanted to make sure that we had a unique name. And so we thought about, well, on the announcement of a say a football stadium, what kind of a name makes that impact and the meaning behind Tanker being an immovable force and being a strong unit. We said, you know, if I was to hear the name Tanker, as a athlete, I would want to look up the stats on this guy. I want to know who this is. And so that's kind of how we got that name. We had envisioned him playing sports and being supported by his siblings. I never imagined that the only thing I would ever buy my child with his name on it would be his headstone. It was, you know, it's very daunting at that moment that all of that life that you planned and created, it won't happen. And so we, our son is buried and, As I said earlier, he is buried in a small cemetery. But while I was in the hospital, I realized there are so many women that will have to go through that alone. And one of the hardest parts for me was in the state of Oklahoma at the time, which it has been changed since my son's death. So this is a positive thing in this realm. You had to been past 24 weeks to receive a birth or a death certificate. So, and my doctor, my doctor was... I love my doctor because he was so visibly moved by this. We had just seen my son days before on an ultrasound and he was just shocked. And I, and so when I had asked him for those documents, he had to end up coming back to me and saying that that couldn't be provided, that my son wasn't enough basically. And so it was hard because I asked him, I said, so you're telling me that the funeral home has to be contacted to remove his body but I don't get a birth certificate or a death certificate. So in the eyes of the future, when people look back on this incident, there's not going to be any record of his life. And I remember him hanging his head and I, I did at one point ask him, I said, would you have done anything to save tanker? And he said, Oh, absolutely. I said, that's all you could do. I fault you not in this, but I knew that I needed to do something. I knew that, If I was going through that, then that meant other women had went through that. Other women had sat there and with that devastating loss of holding your child in your hands and someone saying that this wasn't enough. And for me, he was 4.2 ounces and enough that had to be removed by a funeral home, but not enough in the eyes of the law to be recognized, I guess. And so I knew right then that I had to do something. What exactly? I didn't know. And it was in honor of the year anniversary of his death that I founded my 501c3 nonprofit, which is called Tanker's Rock, in his honor. That was how I was able to, I wanted his name to live on. I wanted to be able to speak about my child because that first year was rough. Rough, I don't even think, begins to say what that first year is like. And there were so many things that I needed that I would just, in my head, tell myself, Someday I want to be this person, the person that I would have needed right now to come in and help me, a person that could have came in and sat with me in the hospital, someone that could have been there the first time I got to hold my child, because even something like that is not something you even some kind of want to do alone, which sounds maybe different for someone that's never went through that. But knowing that they were going to bring me that baby to that hospital room. And that baby wasn't going to go home with me nor be alive. It was hard. I um, had my, uh, my son's grandmother, great-grandmother there with me so she could um, at least be kind of that support system. She had lost twins back decades and decades before, whenever it was just before the time that they could save really young children. She lived in upstate New York and it was just, we didn't have the technology that we even have now. And so I did, I needed to, I needed to be able to do something to heal. And that's with your podcast. I can completely understand how being able to talk to other women and being able to tell your story, how it would be healing. And so I spent the next three and a half years really perfecting my craft. I founded my organization, which founding it, I didn't have a plan or a vision or really know what help would look like at that point. I just knew that I wanted to provide it. I knew that I wanted to be that. And so I said, what can I do? And I, and so that was where I started really trying to figure that out. I went and spent six months in rural parts of Mexico. That way I could be that hands-on in my butchered Spanish. I got to learn Spanish in Mexico I took French in school. And so my abilities to speak Spanish were very limited, but my understanding was there from the years I had spent um, speaking French. And so I wanted to really be a part of women's lives, really go to those places that people might not have that kind of resource. And with miscarriage, stillbirth, the neonatal death, which is what my emphasis was originally, instead of just the child loss in general, places like rural parts of the country, other countries, third world countries, places that don't have the, for one, the platforms that we have as in things like podcasts and our freedoms of speech, and also the resources, the of resources. I had insurance at the time, so I was able to get a counselor. How many people don't have those resources? How many people don't have that service available to them? So I went and spent six months in Mexico doing outreach. I moved to Three different states in our country, really trying to learn what it meant to have Tankers Rock and to be Tankers Rock and to really be that. And this year is my—I'm um, three and a half year old nonprofit, and so in honor of October was my relaunch and rebranding to really be able to say what I do and know that I've done it long enough that I—I I feel like I'm good at what I do, and so that's. That's the, the short, long version of how I founded what, what I got into and what got me to here at least is I needed someone. I, I lost my son. I needed someone that wanted to talk about it. And every time you talk about child loss, when you immediately say, uh, and I apologize, but I use the term, I have a dead baby because that you see people shy away you see the immediate shock that comes over pieces people's faces and they almost recoil like i have something wrong with me immediately because i want to talk about my dead child not if i would have talked about caspian and all the great things he's doing in school or if i would have talked about bliss and her ballet people would endure me they would sit there they would look at my pictures they would giggle But if you mention your child is passed, immediately their hands go up and they say, I tell people that their ignorance in trying to help you makes them say some of the most hurtful things imaginable to someone that has lost a child. Things like, oh, be thankful you have the children that you have, or And in that response, I usually say, well, you know, in that, which child would you choose to bury? Are you, you know, which one of yours would you pick if you should be just so thankful that you still have others? Or the one that I will sit down with women and the one that hurt me the most was God just needed another angel. And that when I get to sit down and what my outreach I do, I go to hospitals. I go to people's homes Uh, with the ability of social media. I'm able to talk to people from around the world. This is not a American thing. This has nothing to do with social economic status, with any kind of religion, with any kind of race. This is something that happens to one in four women. That's what it happens to, not because of money or class this just happens and so when i sit down with these people or talk to these people i will explain the most hurtful thing i ever heard was that god needed another angel and i usually respond to them with i don't serve a god that would take my child that is cruel and i'm sorry that you would because those statements to a group a grieving mother are just almost detrimental And it's out of people's own, again, their ignorance and they don't, they don't understand that what they're saying is hurtful. They, they put up those, their hands and just, they don't know what to say. It's usually, I'm so sorry. And, and because of that, they say things that hurt. And so I, I needed to be able to say that to women. And so when I sit down with them, one of the first things I tell them is I want to talk to you about the worst day of your life. And I proceed to let them talk about the worst day of your life, because if you go all the way back to places like Socrates and William Shakespeare and the things that they wrote about what is actually the worst thing a human as a human being can deal with, it's the loss of a child. The worst thing is that I can do is every day, get up and know that part of me is not here to grieve and to miss someone and to long them as a mother and to crave that person. I will do that for the rest of my life. And so I do, I sit down and I say, I want to talk about the worst day of your life. And as they tell me their story, I get to hear about what they felt and how they went through. And I'll go through things like the things people will say to them. How it'll be hard, and I use the word sucks a lot. I tell them a lot of things suck. Like this is going to suck. This is going to be painful. And I do it. Let them know though that through things like for me talking about my son, through, I founded my nonprofit, and I used my son's name in the founding name. That way, I could say his name, the power and in your child having a name and being able to talk about your child not just burying those feelings along with your child not burying that life and just saying oh what's over so we just we don't need to talk about it anymore and feeling like you should be ashamed for those feelings those feelings are very natural and what we all go through even though you feel so isolated and so alone at that moment And I tell people crazy, you will feel crazy. Your mind will play tricks on you and will be contradictory to everything you think, you know, you will want someone. And then not, in my case, I wasn't necessarily having suicidal idolations, but I wanted my child. I was with two living children, but I was so grieved that my other child was not with me. It makes you feel crazy because it's very conflicting. It's very confusing even. So I'll sit down and I very openly tell my story about my child loss and about my dead baby, as I like to say. And I'll tell them all of those things that might hurt, some of the things that helped. I've, Really push for them getting because again, I can reach out to people around the world. So I strongly recommend that they get a counselor that they can see consistently. I did. I saw someone in my home once a week for six months. I recommend things like pet therapy, doing something that honors your child's name, speaking your child's name identifying, you know, the things that would help you. I started doing homesteading after because that nurturing of raising and taking care of someone else. I'm a mom. My body knew what I was supposed to be doing. I should have been holding my baby and spending time with my baby and letting my body heal. But instead, because I had a stillborn and I'm also a mom, of you you immediately get out of the hospital and your life just picks back up. You're supposed to be taking care of your children. You don't take care of yourself. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't do that resting. That would be considered that natural norm of, you know, while you're sitting there and holding and staring longingly at your child, your body is healing. Well, if you don't have that, you will just walk back into that old life without even really, for one thing, dealing with it as an emotional level or on a physical level. You just kind of Go back like it didn't happen, like it didn't matter, and like that their life was as insignificant as our world unfortunately makes it. And no matter the length of their life, they were loved for their entire existence. So that is something in itself. And so I. I do. I talk about a lot of the the hard things. I want them to talk about it. I get to be with these women and what, what my platform, what I do is I tell them, I'm not that person that's going to see you once a week. I'm that person that's going to come in on the days that are hard on the day that you feel crazy on the day you feel sad on the day. You just want to talk about them in the future. That's when you reach out to me because I'm never going to judge you. I'm always going to be excited for you. I'm always going to really relish in the fact that you have a child that brought you to me. And I tell them, this is a club with membership dues that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, but I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thankful for the life that brought us together. And it's it's a very emotional experience. I usually cry and you can I'm visibly moved every time I receive. Have a new client brought to me. Um, most of the time, it's not actually the client themselves that brings me to them. It's usually a family member or someone else saying, "Hey, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to this person." And that's where I come in. And I'm so honored anytime someone reaches out. And I, say, oh, that's okay. Let me, you know, how would be best to contact them? Can I come to the hospital? Can I, if it's a local area, and can I come to? Can I talk to them on the phone? And with social media, I found. That a lot of women prefer that being able to text type of conversation. And so, at any time in the future, then on those bad days, they can text me or they can, I tell them too, on those angry moments. And they'll say, you know, if someone says something hurtful, just text me, just call me, just reach out because those are the moments that I needed someone. Those moments when someone says something, or when you are sitting at home and staring at those empty walls that would be adorned with your child's pictures and they're not and all you have is the one photograph, or a lot of people do not even have a photograph. You don't have that, even that thing to be able to look at, to cling to. And so I I come in in that, in that retrospect. And Anchors Rock is doing our first annual because of our, our launch and our rebranding. I really wanted October being child loss awareness and many forms. I wanted to relaunch in October and be able to really start putting tankers rock on a more, um, I don't know what you'd say on a bigger platform. We are founding our website at the current moment and doing all of those things to where it's going to take a more, not just, uh, I guess a more international platform, a platform that people can look up. It was mainly something that I did. And I didn't, I always had tankers rocks, Facebook page, but I never really pushed it or advertised it online because I really wanted to perfect my cla- my, my, um, craft. I wanted to be able to have done it long enough that I knew what was going on and that I felt comfortable talking about this. I've talked about it now in multiple languages and enough times that I feel very comfortable talking about child loss and about the things that you'll go through and what you're going to experience, and I, I really feel like I am as well prepared, not as I can be. Every day I learn more, and everyone's story and experience it helps me to build that platform. But it really it was really something that I felt like I could do now, and that I could take this type of a stance for it. And so, right now, Tankers Rock is doing the first annual Thankful for You project which everyone really pushes it for October. You know, October is just that, that month that you, you know, you hear all about it and then you immediately go into November, which November from the day one till Thanksgiving, which is almost the very end, everyone talks about how thankful they are. Thankful, 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 thankful. And as a mother that is grieving and especially those first couple years or that first year, you might not feel as thankful you might still be dealing with your loss. You might be hearing all of these things that people are so thankful about. And you might be thinking the thing I want, the thing I could be thankful for is my child. And I won't get that. And then you, you will feel how I felt was I always felt very conflicted because how can you feel like that? How can you say that you're you're not thankful whenever you have two other children and that's, that's not it at all you are allowed to grieve your child. You are supposed to grieve your child. And so I know that if it happened for me and thankfulness is actually a very big part of my being, I am a humanitarian. And so I do part of my, I I joke that part of my criteria for my children to be my children is we all do volunteer work. They don't know that it's a bad thing or see it as a bad thing. We all pick organizations that are near and dear to us. And so my son, loves animals. He gets to volunteer at a local shelter where we clean cages and love on animals. And my daughter works. um, She will help volunteer at a local food bank. We all do, do it in support of the other, but hers is being supportive at a local food bank to be able to pass out food to people. And so I, I'm naturally this way. And, and so as, as a humanitarian, that's part of why I wanted to take this and do something. And so the thankful for you project, it is just being thankful for the life that brought us together, that club that we are all in that I, again, I wish it on nobody. I wouldn't wish my worst enemy to know what it's like to grieve your child every day, every day. I think about my son. And so I, I, Want their names to be known. I really, and a lot of women, especially in early cases of miscarriage, they don't name their child. They think, oh, well, it was only six weeks. It was only, and I love how they, they emphasize because of how the world has stigmatized our, our insignificance of our child's life because you can't physically hold them or they're not here. And so they, it was only eight weeks. Uh, what would you have named your child? name your child, your child's life mattered so much. And so I then identify people as like, I am um, affectionately noticed Tanker's mom. And so then I started now, um, identifying them as, well, I would be either Caspian's mom or Tanker's mom or Bliss's mom. And so that way I really start pushing that that's your child's name. You are that child's mom because they matter. It doesn't matter how short their life was. They mattered and they get to help change the world. This is a platform that by that you get to help other women. The one in four means that in most situations, in most rooms, there's a handful of people that you will never know that are grieving this loss. And so I am currently until the the day after until that Black Friday, which people always talk about it being Black Friday, and I kind of hit home for me in my month of Thanksgiving and the month of trying to help women that might not feel as thankful this time around. So, that Black Friday, I wanted names to be gathered until then, and at the very last day of the month, I'm going to do a special memorial to honor all of those children, to honor their memory and what they do. So, I just at the moment, it's just a, uh, if you wanna participate, just contact me, reach out um, through messenger on, I'm on Facebook or Instagram and be able to send me their name because I would love to be able to honor your child and you as that child's mom. And so it's just send the name and the date and they get to be a part of my memorial that will be going on at the end of the month. It's, it was, it was really something that was near and dear to my heart because I didn't, my son originally was due in October. And after spending that entire, that first due date month. Those, a lot of those first are really hard and you don't even know how hard they're going to be or how your emotions are going to feel until you get thrown into that. And so I, I knew that November was hard for me since my due date had originally been in October. And so I really, November stood out for that. And I wanted to make sure that women know that it's okay. It's okay to not be thankful for that. It's okay to not feel thankful right now. It's, it's okay to learn that you're having the Pick up a whole new set of coping skills, a whole new set of tools that you never needed before and that you wouldn't wish on anyone else. And I feel like I've been just talking forever, but that is kind of my platform on all of this and what I do and why I do it and what my thankful project is. It's really, it's about all of those things and what I could do for those people and those women. And men too, you don't. And that's another thing. I don't necessarily take the platform for men, but in my time, I've actually had one man reach out to me and it was very, it was very moving for me because I don't, we don't have enough resources as women and we definitely don't have enough resources for men. And so my platform is never, it's just for child loss. I don't have to know how you're related or how you're tied. If you experienced the loss of a child, I want to know that child's name. I want to be able to share in that with you. I want to be a part of that healing process for you because they mattered. And so that's kind that
0: of, that is amazing. <laughs> All of that. I feel like I just got like a session from you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that i I really, I mean, it's something I do. I, and I find a lot of joy and healing and being able to do this by working my craft to be able to know that I can sit down with these women And it, it helps me and it brought the healing that I needed by being able to do this. And so I do, I find a lot of joy in being able to be a part of these women's lives. I'm honored and humbled anytime someone reaches out to let me be a part of their life.
0: So cool. Now, I always ask at the end of every episode, if you had like one big piece of advice, like if you could only offer one piece of advice, what would it be for um, somebody going through miscarriage? or stillbirth, or child loss, or anything like that?
1: Uh, talk about your child. Identify that. Talk about them with as much pride as you talk about your other child, as you would your living children. Don't ever let the world, I, again, this sucks. The world sucks. They suck. Anytime that someone tells you, you post too much. You talk too much. Tell them they suck. And if they have a problem, they can call me and I'll tell them to, because if I was to be holding tanker right now, I could send you as a mom, I could send you a hundred pictures of tanker and you would not feel that that was excessive. Every move, every, his first yawn, his first blink, his first poop, moms will celebrate it. Moms will take a hundred and other moms endure them because they know, oh, that's a new, that's what we do. We support moms. But with this, we don't, we kind of just push it aside. We push our mental health aside. We push our healing aside because there's not a physical body there. And so talk about your child, talk about them and be proud of them. They existed. Give them a name and talk about it. Heal by talking about it. If you talk about your child every day for the rest of your life, you are doing the exact same thing that every other mama. And I emphasize too, when I talk to women, you're still a mom. You are still a mama, even though your child is not here. Even if I never see you physically with children, you are still a mom. Talk about your child. I will never stop talking about Tanker. Never. I am never going to let the world tell me to just get over it, to just deal with it, to just get past it. No, I don't have to. I am his mom. I advocate for my other children. My son is autistic. My oldest son is autistic. And as much as I had to learn to advocate for his well-being and his health, I advocate for Tanker. Tanker was my child. Tanker was not something that was pushed aside, not something that should just be ignored nor not acknowledged he was a person and how dare anyone say that they are not worth being talked about. And so that, that's what I do. I tell them, name them, talk about them, be okay with it and know that people are going to suck and they're going to say some really sucky things, but that's okay. They don't understand and nor do I want them to. Have you ever seen the movie, What Happens in Vegas with Cameron Diaz? Yes,
0: (laughs) Yes, <laughs> and Ashton Kutcher, I envision you as the friend that knocks on a door, and the door opens, and you punch them in the balls, and you go, "You know why?"
1: <laughs> that is very much how I would. I tell those women, if you need somebody, you you call me, and I I will tell them that they suck because it is it's hard for women. They it we are already you already are dealing with all of your hormones and emotions after that loss, and then to have people come in and say oh, just get over it. How dare you? How dare mm-hmm. you say that to a woman that is now dealing with that? How dare you tell her that she should just be thankful for her living children? Pick which one of yours was more important then. Pick which one of yours you would sacrifice tomorrow then and you can tell me how thankful you were for that experience. It's, I do, I get to be that kind of the, you want someone? <laughs> I'll be that. I'll stand here and tell them.
0: Everyone needs a Shanda in their lives.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and for all of those women, I mean, it is it, and it's hard. I wasn't this way initially. No, I was. I was listening to those people tell me that same thing, and trying to be like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't, and maybe I, maybe I shouldn't talk about it. And then, oh, it makes, and I could see how uncomfortable it made people, and I just so it made me not want to talk about it. Let them be uncomfortable. That's fine. They can be uncomfortable because one in four of us will go through this. So maybe if we started making people a little more uncomfortable, this platform and this issue would actually get addressed. Our mental health would get addressed. We would be able to deal with this on a healthy way and maybe we wouldn't be all hurting in silence. Yes,
0: 100% agree with you. Now, if somebody wants to reach out, which, because I know you have two different Instagrams, which one is the best?
1: Well, Tankers Rock, I have my own Instagram so. The one thing that with my services, because of trying to figure it out, I don't have like a product to sell. So, Mm -hmm. because you know, most nonprofits, you you have, and most businesses, you know, you have to find a way to make money. And so I I never wanted to charge for my services. Mm -hmm. I wanted, I actually will graduate, and I, because of Tankers Rock, I went back to school. I will graduate December 14th with my bachelor's. I've already been accepted into a master's program. So I do want to have my counseling license just so that. People know that I'm not just, you know, I kind of know what I'm doing on a professional level as well. And so, my why there is two my Instagram that's just for me is my public speaking platform. So, how I personally will make money is by, you know, being hired as a public speaker. I take the platform as a public speaker for suicide prevention and body positivity and all of those great things that make you, you, because. How I know that, and this is what I do whenever I take my my public speaking to this platform, is i couldn't stop child loss. I c- cannot stop miscarriage stillbirth or neonatal death for happening, and kind of that's what you want to do you know you, you don't found a nonprofit or you don't found an organization that has a cause if you don't want the cause to go away mine's not going to go away mine's always going to be there. I tell people if child loss stopped and my nonprofit died because of lack of involvement because nobody else was perishing. I feel I was a success and I would gladly shut down Tankers Rock. It would be, you know, the most glorious moment, but that doesn't happen. And so I had to figure out like, what can I do to stop this? And so I took the stance of, all right, in a crowd, think about the fact of like, how, how does she know that I matter? I always talk about the fact that you matter. You matter so much and your life matters. Every one of these lives matter. That's kind of, you know, they all matter. And how do you know this? You might be sitting back in your seat and she doesn't know me. She doesn't really care. She's just up there saying this. She, you know, How I know that you matter is because you, if your mom, if your mom was to call me tomorrow and say that she lost you, I would be visibly grieved. I will remember you for the rest of my life. You will become a part of my identity. And when I think of my son, I will also think of you. That's regardless. And so how I know that you matter is because if your mom called, I would grieve that loss the same as I grieved my son. You matter so much to me. And to the people in your life, and your community, and your surroundings. And so my, uh, my speaking platform talks about all of that, like body positivity. And so on my page, you're going to see things like I'm going to post pictures of my fat rolls. I'm going to post really pretty done up pictures of me. I'm also going to post pictures of me with no makeup. I'm going to talk about those things that make... You as a human, you are worthy of being loved and cared for and treated well. Your mental health is important. And so if you would decide not to end your life and for your mom to not join this club that unfortunately we are all in, that is why I'm here. That's what I can do. That's, I really want, want you to be here. You matter so much to me that in, in that stance, if you need someone to talk to, my Instagram is here. My public profile is here. That way you can reach out to me and say, Hey, I don't feel like I'm good enough today. And if you need that person to, to tell you, you are good enough. If you need that person, as you're saying, you know, to come punch someone and say that, you know what they did. I absolutely want to be that. I am that person. That'll be like, they are some kind of important that I want to tell you about it. And so that's what my personal page is—kind of that that platform, so that I had a way to to fund Tankers Rock because Tankers Rock. I never want to charge my clients. I was thankful to have insurance at that time. How many women don't? How many women that go through this are never going to talk about it? For one, because you have to get a counselor, you have to get all that. And so, and in those instances where someone just says something at Walmart or at Target or at somewhere else that at your local thanksgiving dinner uh and you don't know how to respond to them and you're hurt immediately you're not going to want to set up a counseling session you might just want to get online and send me a message and say they suck and i'll say yes they do and so that's the two differences between why i have two is so one pushes that that public um, speaking platform that gives me the funds that helps me run tankers rock for free and tankers rock in my envisionment will always be free. Um, Eventually I want to set up a, I have now those long-term planning goals. And so Tankers Rock will eventually be set up with an endowment. I want to have a, I call it a garden. Um, It's because a lot of times in this, you're not going to have like a physical body that you're going to bury in like a cemetery. And sometimes you do. And thankfully, in my case, I already had a family member that owned a burial plot. Or I would have been out that $5,000 to bury my child, which most women don't have. Most people don't have that resource available, especially not at that time. And so a lot of times they opt for cremation, which is not something they would have ever wanted, but it's their only option at that moment. And so Tankers Rock will found a garden, which again will be... Uh, I want it to be a green cemetery. I want that whatever bodies that are planted um, actually are planted there to be in the form of trees and flowers and things that will get to go on. And I want it to be, I, the way it is envisioned, it's almost like that whimsical between the wizard of Oz and Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. I want there to be a yellow brick road that goes throughout the garden that each one of those bricks are the the representative of a headstone that they're with the child's name and so as you walk through this place as you spend time here you are amongst all of these people that went before you that walked this journey all of these people that might not ever have a body quote unquote to bury here but that's that place that you'll get to go and in kind of that whimsical garden like place to spend time with your child to bring your children I know that my children have to spend time in a cemetery that's the only time they get to be with their brother the only time they get to see him is when we go to a cemetery and so I wanted it to be something that almost wasn't so daunting so that you can come and spend time in a, a very positive light uplifting with flowers and trees. And it really is something that embodies the spirit of life instead of such a daunting and heavy thing like death. And so eventually Tankers Rock, because again, I won't ever take funds for Tankers Rock to his payment, I do want to have an endowment set up and eventually it will have this garden that we'll get to live on and all of the memories of our children will get to be there and um, people will get to come spend time with their children and get to remember their children and it not be in a necessarily a cemetery. So that's why I have the two and what the two are their differences. That
0: is incredible. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to link both of those in the description of this episode. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for reaching out, jumping on, sharing your story, but also just everything that you do for the community. It's seriously incredible and I appreciate you so much.
1: Thank you for doing what you do. Um, Again, by people like you, I'm now able to really get Tankers Rock out there and get that name out there. And I, for three years, I I would be doing things and I always use the cliche, in-game Tankers Rock. Everything I do was in-game Tankers Rock because I took those years. And not that I decided three would be the right amount of years. It's just how long it ended up taking me to feel like I got to this place, to where Mm -hmm. I was at the place that I could really start pushing it on a platform to where it can take this kind of attention because I want it to go somewhere. And eventually I, I tell my friends when we would joke, I said, all I know is that eventually I will talk about it enough that the right person will throw money at it and that this, the dream will happen because it's one in four, it's one in four women. So someday Tankers Rock will get to take that and my endowment will be set and it will live on forever. And it will never be something that women have to worry about paying for as another thing you're already having to deal with. You're already dealing with loss and then you have to deal with paying for your loss. And it just, it seems so heavy to me.
0: Yes. And I, I mean, clearly we have a very similar mission. So I'm here if you need anything.
1: Absolutely, and for the same, you have lost children. I would love to honor your children as well. That's kind of what I do. I, I love that it brings me with so many women that I wouldn't have had that r- real reason to connect with, and so it makes me, I have a great community of women that I love dearly, and men, yeah, a great community of people I love dearly because of this.
0: Mm-hmm. So I just, gosh, what you're doing is so cool. But thank you so much for jumping on. We all appreciate you. Again, you guys, I will link her Instagrams in the description of this episode. And I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. You too.